0: Welcome to episode 37 of the Movie Marathoners podcast. I'm your host, Mati, and today I am honored to be joined by Rosa Parra from Rosa's Reviews. Thank you so much for being here, Rosa. How are you doing tonight?
1: Oh, hello, everybody. I'm doing excellent today. Thank you so much for inviting me to your podcast. It's an honor to be here.
0: Well, it is an honor to have you. I just said that, but I mean, I think you write some really amazing pieces and you're just a wonderful presence on Twitter and I've I'm really excited to talk to you about this film in specific as well. So,
1: Oh, thank you so much. It's <laughs> Really kind of you.
0: <laughs> so this week, we'll be running through the film Portrait of a Lady on Fire. We'll warm up. That's not a pun on the fire. It's a pun on warming up for a marathon or whatever. But uh, we'll warm up with brief spoiler-free thoughts on the film. And then for the bulk of the episode, we'll run into spoiler territory where we can talk freely about the film. And as usual, we'll round out the episode with our point two section where we discuss what else we've been watching. So, first, let's read a synopsis of Portrait of a Lady on Fire. On an isolated island in Brittany, at the end of the 18th century, a female painter is obliged to paint a wedding portrait of a young woman. The film stars Noemi Merlant and Adele Hanel, and it is written and directed by Celine Sciama. Je suis par ma fille, Emilane. Nous portons là-bas, si le portrait le plaît. Il a épuisé déjà un pantre avant vous. Que s'est-il passé Je ne sais pas. Il vous attend. So, Rosa, I know when we were talking about this uh, before we started recording, um, you mentioned that you were going to try and see this twice um, or kind of remind yourself of the film. Did you get a chance to see this more than once?
1: Yes, I think I just finished watching it again like an hour ago (laughs) Uh, yeah I've seen it I've seen it multiple times I just wanted to refresh my memory because I've also seen other films so um yeah 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 I, I was able to watch it again
0: yeah awesome and I was too I saw this uh on Saturday and we're recording on Sunday so it's fresh in my mind as well and I was really excited to get to see it a second time because there was a lot of things that I picked up on a second time that I didn't necessarily get on that first time but Rosa why don't you just tell me in general what your thoughts on the film are (laughs)
1: um i love this film it was it's my favorite film of last year it's i've been writing about this film for different sites and as well as my blog and the only way i can describe this film is it's a masterpiece it's it's just a beautiful film to look at a beautiful film to um to just watch watch unfold on the big screen from the production design to the costume design to cinematography, the script, the acting. Oh my God. So many memorable moments. And it was just for me, it's no pun intended, but it's just like watching a portrait or a painting, just live action version of it. And I just love this film. It's just, there's so much I can talk about. And I just love
0: this film. I adore it. I heard so much about this film going into it. And I actually got a chance to, I'm in, I'm Boston based and there was a showing at one of our local kind of nonprofit theaters. And, uh, Celine Sciamma was going to be there to do a Q and a after the, the film. It was kind of the first weekend that it went wide release. I didn't see it until mid February. Um, and so I was super excited for that. I got the tickets and then we found out that she ended up, her flight got canceled because of frost or something oh. stupid, but she did end up getting to do a and a uh, via Skype with us. So that was really okay. cool. And so we got to see her talk about the film a little bit. So I was going into this film with really high hopes, really high expectations. And I would say that it absolutely met all those expectations. And I think one of the things that this film does so well is that, you know, it, it is a Scorsese approved cinema it's it's a piece of cinema it's, it's 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 got this air of elegance and sophistication to it but it's not pretentious in a way that a lot of kind of art house cinema can be i think mm-hmm. in the same way uh that parasite is uh it doesn't forget to be entertaining and you get so engaged in this story and these characters that you're almost forgetting that you're watching a film in a different language or a film that is working on these uh deeper levels than some other types of films that are more just a romance story. So I agree. I I think this film is phenomenal and I loved seeing it a second time.
1: Nice. Um, Wow. So, okay, we'll probably get into this more, but unfortunately I wasn't able to attend any of the screenings where they were doing Q and A's, but yeah, I am intrigued to see what what you guys learned, what you you learned from Selinsky online and such.
0: Yeah. So it was all pretty, you know, general things. Um, (laughs) We did, they, the The woman who kind of led the panel had some pretty interesting questions, and she was talking about kind of the decisions of you know just in general of of uh, female film making and things like that. And then she kind of opened it up to the audience questions, and the audience questions weren't very good. There was one guy that started the uh, the Q, the audience Q and A portion by going up and being like, you know, can you tell us? Can you do you have some advice for people who are prospective? Uh, aspiring filmmakers, which is probably the most blase, basic question you can ask in a Q <laughs> and A. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, she did an okay job handling it. She kind of teased him at first. She was like, "You know, what do you want to know?" Kind of. Um, but yeah, it was it was really interesting to get to hear her talk about it. Um nice. There's there's a lot to kind of unpack in this film and. <laughs> i i'm not quite sure how to go about doing it but i think one of the best ways to do that would be to kind of just jump into spoilers uh pretty quickly here is there anything non-spoiler that you want to kind of mention to people who are maybe on the fence about seeing the film or who haven't even heard about this film or anything like that
1: mm-hmm. um non spoiler territory probably just the technical aspect of it how visually stunning I mean to me it was visually stunning um the cinematography uh, it's just beautiful to look at this is the type of film where no matter what where the movie is at if you can just stop the film you can literally have a portrait just of that shot by itself <laughs> it's just gorgeous to look at um yeah if I, if I get into the story and the narrative probably spoil a lot but it's just gorgeous and I'm aware it's not going to be a film for everybody. It's it's not like an action film, or an action filled film, but it is character driven and such. So it is a, a kind of like a little slow burn, pun definitely intended. <laughs> and <laughs> but overall, it's just it's. I think it's a film everybody should at least give it a, a try. Um, it's just. Visually beautiful. It's just filmmaking at its best, I would say.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I I did notice the second time around that slow burn aspect a little more because I'll Mm -hmm. I'll keep it vague just in case people don't know anything about this film. But the most exciting part of this film, I think, is the relationship between the two main characters. And Mm -hmm. that relationship comes to the forefront in the latter half of the movie more so than in the first half. And so when Correct. I was waiting for that part to happen and to kind of get the, again, pun not intended, or maybe it is intended, the flair of the movie, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I did notice myself being like getting a little antsy. And uh, it's, again, it's still, it's it's a gorgeous film, but in the beginning, um, it does feel, you know, uh, slow. And it yeah. certainly takes its time setting things up. So, yeah. In terms of the cinematography, how would you best describe that? Because I'm having a difficult time trying to explain what exactly the film looks like. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the colors, they're not, they're, uh, it's a very colorful film, but there's something about the hue of the fi- uh, the colors or something that makes the film pop in this not exactly loud way, in the same way that something like Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is very vibrant. Um, yeah. how, how would you explain that?
1: Ah good question um yeah perfect great question for me the 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 colors aren't yeah they're not vibrant at all they they seem more oh natural to me yeah especially the the the, the, the shots when a lot of the shots are in the beach and such and i think it's a combination of having balance Well, i i called just balanced shots when you just have a scene and then everything within that scene is just balanced and shots like that are also for me they were just amazing and as well as the um there's a lot of scenes i'm a suck let me just clarify i'm a really i'm a sucker for period pieces (laughs) and especially for shots and scenes that happen like with candlelight alone like the shadows and everything about it it's just scenes like that that just make me love film even more but in regards to the cinematography yes the shots are not the the colors are not vibrant or such to me they look more natural and um i don't even know what else to to how else to describe it it's just i don't know maybe because it was Oh man, I don't even know how to describe it. It it just looked very real and and just natural to the point where it just engrosses you into the film. And at some point, I'm sure the sound design also was just beautiful in it. um, To the point where you just feel that you're inside of the movie and you're just the next, like another spectator, just sitting in those rocks, just watching these two characters pretty much like fall in love.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And so this Film, I guess we should say, for people who don't know anything about it, is that it doesn't—it uh, doesn't have a score, really. There's like two, right. two musical cues, but other than that, it's all natural sound, and that—that right. um, that absence of that, you feel that, and I, I think that's a good way of putting it. It makes you feel like you are just sitting in the beach next to them, as opposed yeah. to watching a, a film. In the same way, you're, you're kind of right. just watching a relationship. Yep. So, uh, why don't you just, um, if, I mean, I read your review online, so I know what your score would be out of 10 for this, but why don't you just, uh, <laughs> summarize really quickly and then give me your score for this and then we can hop right into spoilers.
1: Okay. Um, well, like I said, I, I just adore this film, everything about it, the technical aspect, the narrative, the script, everything. Um, so yeah, I gave it a 10 out of 10. It was my, <laughs> like I said, my favorite film of 2019 and I, to me, it's a perfect
0: film yeah that's awesome so um i'm not quite as high but i would still give it a 8.5 maybe even a 9 out of 10 i think um you know everything you said i agree with uh it's just it is it is a wonderful film and you said it your best with its cinema at its finest um yeah. uh, that probably sounds really pretentious especially from you know most of my podcast episodes are about like birds of prey and avengers endgame and things like that but i <laughs> I I really did think this movie was incredible, and um, I would definitely recommend this to to people in a heartbeat. So, so with that, let's move into spoilers. I will say spoilers for Portrait of a Lady on Fire starting now.
1: That's my secret, cat
0: I'm always angry. Oh man. So there is so much that we could talk about and there's so much rich texture here. Um, I guess I'll just start with a pretty basic question. That's maybe not as basic as it seems, but what did you make of the title? Um, what's the meaning of the, the lady on fire in this film to you?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, interesting question. (laughs) Uh, well, of course it's, it is literally a, a a portrait of of a woman whose dress is on fire, but in a poetic <laughs> right, yeah. And in a in a poetic sense, I'm thinking I've actually never I hadn't actually thought about it until now that you're putting me on the spot.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm
1: thinking it, it's about no 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 no. It's perfectly fine. I love to be um be asked these questions. I'm thinking it's just a portrait, like a picture or or such of a woman who's pretty much being placed in a position that she was not meant to be in. Um she was well, okay, we can talk spoilers now. So after the death of her sister, she is now to marry, um she is now to marry somebody, um, to I guess to her um the family sake and such so she's placed in a position that she doesn't want to be in I, I don't know if it's probably being too simplistic or maybe even cliche she's pretty much being thrown in the fire <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. but i don't know that's an interesting question i had actually have not thought about it until now
0: yeah so i mean um when i knew i was going to the the screening i tweeted out something yeah. saying that oh you know ask uh, is there any questions I should ask the, uh, Celine Skiyama about this and my friend jokingly tweeted back at me something like ask her why the lady's on fire
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I just okay whatever yeah you know he's just kind of being an ass making fun of me a little bit and um, but then I realized that there's one part in the movie where the actual portrait of her is on fire and then of course well, later I mean- on in the film it is actually her on fire, and then the the final yeah. portrait of her is her on fire. So I, I just think it's a really, you know, it's it's a clever title and it's really interesting. And I think there's definitely something to do with this sense of passion between um, Eloise and Marianne that is kind of like a fire. It's very intense, uh, mm-hmm. but it's also short lived, and it's going to be put out. And they know it's going to be put out. And I think right. that part of the film, I think, is so interesting. And Skiyama really plays with that. This idea that we know that this is not going to end well. You know, we know right. that this is short termed. I also just loved the tension in this movie um, just as a romantic film, you know, just as pure romance. It is. Uh, I was just a sucker for, you know, the the looks and the. there's so much sexual yeah. tension between these two. It's incredible
1: yes yeah the looks they they portray so much just with their eyes and just the way they look at each other they're not even well yeah there's a few scenes where they're sitting right next to each other and such, like when they're doing when she's playing the piano or or that instrument and yeah yeah it's just i know probably another pun here but yeah sparks are flying everywhere (laughs) when those two are just they're just coming to you (laughs) they're just coming to me (laughs) um and yeah 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 absolutely the acting in this film is phenomenal they they just like i say, they convey so much just with so little just the presence their body language their facial expressions it's just oh man
0: yeah so the moment that i realized that i was just basically in love with the film and super invested in this relationship was the night that they play cards together and mm. uh i can do off the top of your head, do you know the the cinematographer's name? I don't remember it. It's um.
1: Oh, darn it! I did not write it down. I don't remember.
0: Uh, Claire Mathen. That's what it, who it is. Um. So there's this moment where Claire Mathen is filming them playing with uh, doing the card game, and she's not even fixating on the card. She's fixating on like you don't see what's happening in the action you see them looking at each other and them making eye contact with each other and with uh Sophie who is the third character in this film and that moment i was just like oh i'm sold i am so invested in this relationship can they they just need to get married and be in love forever and uh it was yeah it was great <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then the second time i saw it i i went with a date and um she around uh the the bonfire period she just turned to me and was like when are they gonna kiss this is this is too much they need to kiss come on and i i just i loved that she was that invested in the movie and then when they eventually did kiss which was like the next scene she was like finally <laughs> so i yeah. think this movie does a great job playing with all of that
1: oh yeah absolutely it does make you a bit anxious and and at times even for Straight um, they build up the relationship so well that, yeah, you just can't wait for them to just kiss or even touch, like, your hand or just hold hands or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it uh, the film very much does uh, kind of make you feel those universal thoughts of love or the, the steps of love or the steps of the start of a new relationship, which, I mean, I we haven't even mentioned this, which is great, is that, you know, it's um, it is a homosexual relationship in this film and i think mm-hmm. um Celine skiyama is all her films have been about that but to me it's just such uh it's a more universal thing than that and, and this is just a, a romantic film and i i don't know I, I, it was lovely
1: yeah absolutely i completely agree i think that yeah it's it's a love story to me and because as, as a woman i Overall, I think this is one of, this is perhaps one of the most feminist films I've watched in 2019. Not only because of the theme, the topics within the story, but it's directed by a woman, it's starring women, and it's shot by women, the costume designs by women. So in general, it's a film that just feels that. It's a film that it's just a love story, regardless if it's either homosexual or heterosexual or um, whatever. However, you want to uh, refer it to as, right. but it's a movie that yeah, it, it, it speaks. It's it's more of a universal thing. It's just about love. Like love is love, and 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 it's just a story about love. That's how I saw it. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So, and then there's also this uh, story that, you know, a, a Greek myth that's kind of at the center of this, this Greek myth of Orpheus and Eurydice, I think is how you pronounce it. Had you mm-hmm. heard this myth or anything before they talked about it in the story?
1: Absolutely not.
0: No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, me neither. So just like as a summary, right, Orpheus, he goes to the underworld to bring back his dead wife, uh, Eurydice's, or however you say that, and Hades says, "Okay, Orpheus, you can lead Eurydice back to the land of the living, and uh, if you look forward and you do not look back until you have gotten to the real world, or whatever." And mm-hmm. the but Orpheus at one point looks back to make sure that Eurydice is following him um, because. He's worried that he can't hear her and that, uh, you know, he kind of gets impatient and wants to see her, whatever the reason is. And so Eurydice ends up getting pulled back to the underworld and she's lost to him forever. Um, and the characters kind of have this debate about why Orpheus decided to turn around. You have. Sophie, who says that he's just an idiot, um, <laughs> which I thought was funny. It was, it was a very, very naive and hilarious response, I thought, from that, which is sort of what I as the audience member had when I hadn't heard about any of the you know, poetic aspects of this uh, myth. And then you have yeah. Marianne, who argues and says that he is actually making the poet's choice by choosing to preserve Eurydice as a memory instead of having her as a person. And then Eloise, of course, mm-hmm. says that Eurydice is, is the one who actually calls out and asks Orpheus to turn around. And so mm-hmm. this uh, whole kind of thing plays out at a couple different moments in the story, the The main one obviously being the relationship between Eloise and Marianne as she's leaving. I guess I don't have a specific question about this, but what did you make of that <laughs> whole thing at, at the end of uh, Marianne asking Eloise to turn around and then Eloise sees her there or no, other way around. Eloise asking yeah, Marianne yeah, Eloise to to turn around, it, yeah. and she turns around and sees her.
1: Yeah. Um. Now that I'm actually getting to talk about the film more here with you, I'm just realizing a lot of things. A lot of the sequences, I think it's pretty much a foreshadowing of what's going to happen. And and she Marianne is more like of the poetic person. She she represents um him, and then and then um Eloise ends up towards the end she ends up calling her name and such but there were several scenes where a lot of foreshadowing happens like you said earlier the portrait on fire and then within like you a few scenes after we see ellery's who is literally on fire um (laughs) as well as but there was a few scenes where Marianne would like walk around, and then she would see um Eloise with the white dress, her wedding dress, I'm assuming, and then that was her last memory of her when she left the, the 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 castle or the house, whatever it was. um So yeah, I think it's more of a foreshadowing of of where, what was going to happen and how it, all of this was going to end. But I think now that I'm talking about it and think about it. It's, Brilliant! <laughs> it's brilliant it,
0: it, it, oh my god it makes me love this film even more <laughs> yeah i mean i so i after seeing it that second time i just was trying to think about this thing the whole time i was watching it this uh, yeah. this idea of choosing to turn around or asking to turn around and that i mean i've read a, a couple i wish i had was able to cite some of the articles that i read about this but this film is clearly about the power of a look and the subject of looking um, and how, when you look at someone or you are, somebody is your subject, then you intrinsically are their subject. And there's this two way street of uh, looking and having a subject and a, uh, an artist or, or whatever. And I think Mm -hmm. all of this plays into just this really phenomenal um, idea that sometimes just, the, the most important part of the relationship is preserving the memory and, and making that last look. And that is almost more powerful than um, them ending up together at the end of the film or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah, I entirely agree. And yeah, now that you're, you're mentioning this, yeah, throughout the film, Marianne starts just looking at her to try to paint her just via memory. And then... Even the paintings that they have of each other and and
0: yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah
1: <laughs> I, I completely agree, yeah,
0: <laughs> so what did you make of the ending? I thought that was it's it's a pretty incredible ending in your review, you mentioned that people were saying that it's a callback to uh or not a callback, but similar to another ending of a film from a couple of years ago uh-huh. i don't I'm not right. quite sure which film you're talking about
1: oh uh call me by your by your name. Uh, with timothy oh. chalamet and um uh Army hammer
0: yeah okay oh, so the,
1: the post-credits scene with um timothy chalamet just sitting there but he, i think he's looking at a a, a fireplace or something and yeah. he just starts crying and just thinking about him um but i think that this film does it a, a bit better <laughs> yeah just because uh Like I said, I just watched it an hour ago. So that scene is just in my head at the moment. And when I saw the scene, well, first of all, I think the first uh, powerful scene that I saw was when uh, Marianne saw another portrait of Heloise. um, And she sees her with a daughter now and such. And then she has the book um, (laughs) in her hand with with page 28. Uh, That was powerful to me. And just to see her reaction and such. And then the last time she sees her again. And they start playing the song that, she, that Marianne was playing um, earlier in the film. And just how Heloise is this overcome with emotions. And she's just remembering. Because the last time they were in bed um, together, Heloise tells her, I'm beginning to feel something I've never felt before, which is regret. And Marianne tells her, don't feel regret, just remember. Just remember and just have those memories and fun moments that we had. So you can tell in that last scene that Helen is just overcome with memories. And she's just remembering everything she went through with with Marianne. And towards the middle, right before that scene ends, you can see her smiling. Because she's just remembering everything. So... Yeah, I love that, that ending. That that ending, every time I watched it, it's caught me every single time. So it's just a powerful, powerful ending to me. I loved it.
0: I also think the what works about that ending in a uh, kind of a tragic way is that mm-hmm. you as the audience want her to turn and look at and see Marianne. And because okay. she lingers so long on... Uh, Eloise you, you're thinking okay she's going to turn she's going to turn we you know that's that's what would happen in kind of a, a, a more like gooey kind of romantic film like she would see Yay. her from across the room and they would make eye contact and everything and you as the audience member wants that to happen but you she literally says that she didn't see her like we are told that she's not going to turn and look at her but the whole time mm-hmm. you're kind of you want that release and that satisfaction of seeing uh, Eloise turn and look at Marianne, but she doesn't get that. Uh, Skiyama doesn't give that to us in the same way that the yeah. characters ultimately don't get that last moment either. And I thought that that was really uh, that that resonated with me for quite some time. I thought it was fantastic.
1: No, I completely agree. It's yeah, same thing. I, I when I was watching the film, I, I was waiting for her to turn, but even the. Though- so oh, behind, we already knew she wasn't. You just, you just have that little hope that <laughs> yeah. um, either she does turn in, Marianne's no longer sitting there, or something that 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 was just gonna happen. But no, it doesn't. So
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this also the ending also reminds me a little bit of Midsummer, where you've got you've got a blonde woman who's. Really upset at first, and then she ends with a smile, and there's loud music playing in the background as she's thinking about a relationship. I just thought that that was very much reminiscent of uh, Midsummer. So, (laughs)
1: Midsummer, interesting. I've actually never connected those two scenes together. Interesting. Okay.
0: (laughs) I mean, they're obviously, you know, in completely different contexts and everything like that. But, uh, so what did you think about the Sophie character in general?
1: Mm -hmm. I thought it was just um how can i say this um uh, <laughs> i liked it i liked the, her little storyline um to me it was more of a representation of women and having control because of, of, of the situation
0: oh, um, okay.
1: having control of her body and what at the time um Although I was completely ignorant when, when they started, when we first met her and then she says she's pregnant and such. And she says she doesn't want to have the baby. So she starts doing all these things to try to have a, a natural abortion. But the things she was doing, I thought they were... <laughs> I was completely ignorant because I didn't know um, a lot of the things that were done back in the day to try to to have that um, happen. Um, but her character in general, I thought it was more of a, a a way for the two lead characters to bond, to spend more time together, because of that situation, of Sophie's situation, and so a lot of the um, conversations between Marianne and Heloise came to be, especially when she asks, um, Heloise asks Marianne if that's ever happened to her, and she says she admits that it has, and she's like well have you ever been in love and then this the more bonding occurred um between them because of sophie's um because of her storyline and such but i thought it was i I didn't mind it i mean i didn't love it but i I didn't mind the storyline
0: and such yeah it's it's a very interesting storyline and i I think you're right i think i agree that she kind of is almost the catalyst to their relationship. Like you can't just have the two of them alone. Otherwise it sort of feels like they're getting forced upon each other. Whereas in this, it, you know, they're, they're almost kind of like bonding over their sort of maternal love for Sophie. So Mm -hmm. that part I did like, I just, I didn't totally think that, you know, compared to the other two actors, I thought the actress who plays uh, Sophie was not nearly as uh, good, but I think her her role as sort of like a, a plot catalyst was useful in the film for sure,
1: yeah, yeah, I completely agree yeah,
0: so <laughs> one other kind of observation I had about the film that I think is sort of silly, and it's you know it's it's half in jest, but I feel like this film is just like a really um fancy and well made romantic comedy in the sense that you've got these two characters who are kind of pit and forced together and they, one has to do a job and they they don't necessarily like each other at the start of it. And then they kind of spend, you know, this weekend or this pretty short period of time together and they find out that they're not so different and they're they're falling in love. And there's even that kind of third act thing where one of them says something that upsets the other one and they have a fight and they have to win each other back. And, uh, there was there was a lot of these almost romantic comedy kind of tropes in the film that I thought was uh-huh. uh, pretty funny when I was... Oh, it's a rom-com.
1: It's a rom-com. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I agree. Even though they're not... They're, the ending is not so, <laughs> so positive. Yeah, they did yeah. have a bit of fight. And then, yeah, 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 no, yeah, I think
0: you're right, yeah. There's even a drug scene at one point, which is pretty common <laughs> in like a comedy... <laughs>
1: Yes, there is. Um,
0: and there's a Pitch yeah. Perfect musical in the middle. This is Pitch Perfect Four with that uh, the the song around the bonfire. I I thought that was a, a really cool scene. What did oh. it, what were your thoughts on uh-huh. that in general?
1: I liked it. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I unfortunately didn't understand sure you didn't understand what you were saying, but I yeah.
0: liked
1: it. I liked it. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. I I did like it. I thought it was a a really uh, cool scene. Yeah.
0: Um, so is there anything else you want to talk about?
1: Yeah, no, I think everything we talk about is, is,
0: yeah. yeah. Awesome. No, I don't. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> definitely go see this. If you, for some reason, listen to the spoiler part without having seen it, I'd, I'd say we'd still recommend go seeing it. This doesn't, this is definitely not a movie that ru- is ruined by knowing that they don't end up together, which is basically the only thing that we really spoiled. So it's pretty yeah. clear where it's going. And I think the journey is significantly more than just like the collection of the individual pieces. So, all right, let's move on to our point two section where we talk about some of the other stuff that we've been watching. So, Rosa, what else have you been watching?
1: Um, I just recently, actually yesterday, I posted in my review for The Invisible Man.
0: As the attorney representing Adrian's Trust, I'm required to read a prepared statement, Cecilia. Although our relationship was far from perfect, I thought that you would talk to me rather than run away. Are you
1: okay? Open the what happened to him?
0: He cut his wrist. Per his final wishes, you're getting five million dollars. Contingent, of course, on the fine print. He can't be ruled to be mentally incompetent. <laughs> It just doesn't make any sense. What? Adrian wouldn't kill himself. Listen, you're getting your freedom back, okay? Don't let him haunt you.
1: Hello?
0: Oh, man. I haven't seen this yet, but, like, film Twitter Uh is just all over this movie.
1: (laughs) you should go to watch it. it it's um, I really enjoyed it. It, it surprisingly, it, it was surprising <laughs> to me. Um, <laughs> I course, here my puns again. I didn't see it coming, but it, it's a film that <laughs> it's surprisingly enjoyable. It's suspenseful. It's thrilling twists and turns. It's if you've seen the trailer, don't worry. It, trust me. The trailer does not give a lot away. And, um, I mean, all I can say is just if you've seen the film, just go watch my review. I'm not going to spoil anything here. I don't want to do that. But this film made me happy that the Monster, the Universal Monsters universe didn't <laughs> didn't occur because, thankfully, we have this film because of it. <laughs> so, yeah, no, 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 go watch it, please do go watch it.
0: So, is it a horror film? Like, is it scary? Or if, if um, there's somebody who's kind of adverse to horror films, for example, would you still recommend they go see that?
1: Yes, because I think it's very well done. It, it is somewhat of a horror film, not too much. It, it's kind of similar to A Quiet Place and Paranormal Activity, but not, okay. not as lot as Paranormal Activity. It's more of leaning towards a quiet place with tension the buildup and such. But... Yeah, it's not a, a full-on horror film.
0: Okay, and does it at all start any type of universe or anything like that? Or is this really just a standalone thing?
1: Mm, good question. To me, but oh, this is just my interpretation of the film. I think it might, yeah. To me, though.
0: To To which one?
1: I mean, to me, my interpretation of the film, I think it does, yes.
0: It does but set I something up? Wrong. Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. All right, I yeah, I mean it's definitely on my watch list. I uh I always have to kind of get into the right headspace to to watch movies like this, but um mm-hmm. So, that is The Invisible Man and that is in theaters right now, correct?
1: Yes, yes, it's in theaters.
0: Do you have anything else that you've been watching?
1: Um let me see. I just watched Emma. It was really
0: um Oh, so you're on top of all the new releases. <laughs>
1: Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, I'm trying to stay on top of it since um, I was at Sundance earlier this year. So whatever came out during that week or two-week period, I wasn't able to to go um watch.
0: How was that? That was your first Sundance, right?
1: Yes, my first Sundance. I loved it. I loved everything about it except the weather. <laughs> but other than that, it was amazing. The films I got to watch were amazing. And to me, although the films you go to watch the films and and get um and such, but to me the highlight of the festival was the networking. I was able to personally meet with people I interact with on film Twitter on a daily basis and just being able to talk to them about movies and such. It was just memorable, unforgettable. I loved it.
0: <laughs> how many how many films did you see?
1: I watched twenty.
0: Oh my god! I was In how many days? I
1: was. I
0: was there for the whole festival for the whole 10 days. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So
1: roughly two a day. Uh, yeah. Around there. Yeah. Yeah. Two. Yeah. Sometimes three or sometimes. Yeah. Or one. Yeah.
0: That seems doable. There's, I've, you know, I hear stories of some people going to like five or six a day and they're basically up like 6am until, you know, 12 midnight. The night I was, Mm -hmm. I don't know how, how people do that. That's crazy. But
1: it is crazy, yeah. Matt <laughs> Matt Neglia was doing that over there, and um, I got to, of course, I got to meet him. That was pretty fun. But at the, the last day of the festival, we were just able to um, run into him, and he was just exhausted. I'm <laughs> like, I have no idea how are you doing this, Matt. He's like, whoa, the five hour energy drinks are very good, and I was like, Oh man, it was. I don't know how that man is still alive, to be honest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. I I don't, I don't know if I'd ever be able to do that. I usually cap out at like three, maybe four if I'm like sick and it's, you know, really, really cold outside or something. But, um, so Emma, you, you saw Emma. Did did you, did you like it?
1: Yeah, I did enjoy it. I really liked it again, (laughs) period piece. So it's right down my alley. Um, I think that the acting was very well done Anya Taylor joy was, a joy to watch oh my <laughs> god I'm gonna make you lose subscribers here
0: um, there's none to lose you're fine
1: <laughs> <laughs> she was just phenomenal to see the, the, the versatility she has she's just at a whole other level and of course, my my favorite aspect of it was the production design and the costumes. Oh my gosh, period so piece again! And gorgeous, yeah, <laughs> they're just lovely. I, I really enjoyed it. it. It was very well done. Um I did have my issues with it, but I think I enjoyed it more than um, I had more positives to say about it than I do negative. So,
0: so is there, um, is there something that sets it apart from other? iterations or adaptations? Cause I think I read Emma in high school, mm-hmm. not, not voluntarily, certainly, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's, it's, it's very much, a Pride and Prejudice, Jane Austen kind of, mo- uh, book. Um, yeah. do they kind of modernize it in any way or what's sort of the, the selling point of it?
1: Um. good question. Because I have not read the book, and I'm not familiar with the previous adaptations, the TV show, and the Gwyneth Paltrow film. I have not seen it. So my only previous exposure to it was Clueless. Okay, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I mean, it's definitely different than Clueless. So <laughs> um, I think this film is the the acting, but how can I say it? It tries at the beginning my issues with it the only sorry, my only issues with it was at the beginning it tries a lot to be like the favorite <laughs> with the with the jokes and, uh, and such yeah. that don't really land. It didn't land for me, and um, I know I'm in the minority, but I wasn't the biggest fan of the favorite. Uh, oh
0: wow! Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: I love the favorite. That's a period piece. <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly. I thought I was gonna love it, but no.
0: It okay. Wasn't
1: <laughs> for me. Uh, but but then once it gets over that, because it does take a little while to start um to get your attention and such. But once it does, it's just it, it's just a great movie but um i think yeah those, those were my my some of my issues i tried a little bit to be like the favorite but it didn't work for it
0: okay yeah so uh that's emma also in theaters so check that out it seems like yeah <laughs> emma period i think is uh is what it is right yep. that's the actual yeah, title yeah all
1: capitals and period yeah.
0: yep <laughs> so uh <laughs> and you just did a uh, review about it. I will provide the link to that as well. Um, I think you guys should definitely go check those out If uh, for anybody listening. I think your reviews are great. But speaking of reviews that you've done, I did read your review of the film that I got to see recently, Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm Sonic, a little ball of super energy in an extremely handsome package. On my planet, people were always after my powers. So I came to yours. It gets a little lonely, but that's okay. I am living my best life on Earth. that Let the plate Sonic! Let the bridges mound also Sonic. Ugh, I can't with that guy.
1: Uh (laughs) and we disagree
0: I think I think I'm more with your daughter than you on this one I uh (laughs) I loved this movie and I don't it's 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 just a delight and it it just completely caught me off guard I think was the main thing was that you know um you talk about it in your review they there is a huge was a huge thing with this movie where Sonic the original design looked like absolute shit and then they kind of tracked back and we're like, okay, we, we hear you. We're going to completely redo the entire Sonic design and reanimate the movie. And they pushed it back from whenever it was supposed to come out last year to February of this year. Um, so I was kind of expecting, you know, I had a pretty low bar for it. I was like, oh, this is going to be another video game movie and it's probably going to be really dumb. Um, but I don't know. I I thought this movie was great. And <laughs> um, I mean, you know, plot wise. It's it's a dumb plot. It's a very basic plot, but right. I think what sold the movie for me was the interaction between the characters and specifically the energy that Sonic brings to it and then the the relationship between him and James Marsden I I really surprisingly bought which is kind of weird because James Marsden is like super white bread for most of you know for the most part and when he when he commits to a role he's he's a great actor but a lot of the time in these types of movies he's just very kind of blah but i found him very unblah so um what do you want to talk a little bit about your issues with it? tear me apart destroy my hopes and dreams
1: Uh, oh no i'm sorry (laughs) yeah it did not work for me yeah (laughs) um i do the the cgi was was good it definitely was improved from the first trailer uh but it just didn't work for me i think it was i didn't care about sonic and um oh my god you just said his name i forgot his name
0: <laughs> james um, marston
1: there we go i didn't care about them there was just something that didn't didn't work for me i don't know if it was um I don't think they they had any chemistry at all and it just did not work for me the jokes oh my god I know (laughs) I'm not the targeted audience I'm aware of it and and it's it just did not work for me like you said the plot no and the only good thing was Jim Carrey and not
0: even, sorry, I, he couldn't even say this movie. Oh, I, yeah. Jim Carrey was just the the icing on the cake for me. I thought he was yeah. fantastic. So, yeah, no, I mean, we're definitely on on different, you know, different sides of the, yeah. the line on this one for sure. But I, I Jim Carrey was so funny and it was great to see him just kind of being back to how crazy he was,
1: <laughs> you mm-hmm. know,
0: um, so... Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And then there were just some side characters that, yeah, did not work for me at all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, this is, uh, this is not Scorsese approved cinema, certainly. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is not cinema at its best. That's
0: no, for sure. <laughs> No, it is not. But, uh, you know, I think there's so many movies that your your complaints I would completely agree with on and I mm-hmm. I don't know I I can't exactly pinpoint what it is in this one that mm-hmm. separates it because I I completely see what you're saying and I I don't I don't I know I mean I disagree but I don't um it's not like a baffling thing I, I'm not like oh I can't believe you came away with that opinion yet you know th- this movie is stupid yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> but for whatever reason it just worked and maybe it's just the heart or maybe i'm just biased a little bit to these kinds of movies cuz i really do you know i didn't grow up with sonic as much as something like detective pikachu for example which uh-huh. i also just unequivocally loved and i did go back to check your review and see what you thought of that one too cuz i was like maybe she just maybe rosa just hates <laughs> all all cute little animated animal movies but you gave that one a good review so <laughs> yeah
1: no pikachu i did like yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah you see the the there was something between the Pikachu and and the other character. There's something there that I did buy and it did get to me, but not for Sonic.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So depending on who you trust, uh, Rosa Uh or me, then either do or do not see this movie in theaters. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, I'm sure based on how we are talking about it, you, the listener can determine whether this is the type of movie for you or not. So, um, But this Sonic the Hedgehog, also in theaters, it is making a lot of money, which is the other thing that I was like, even if this movie is good, which is there's no chance that it is, there's no way that this movie is going to make money, right? Um, But it made more money than Detective Pikachu, which is crazy Mm -hmm. to me. So yeah, yeah, who knows? Making money. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so anyways, um, this has been our review of Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Rosa, thank you again so much for being here. And it really was an honor to get to talk to you. Is there anything you'd like to plug?
1: Um. Yes. Well, I'm, I mean, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me. This has been generally a blast. And, and I, I don't think I've smiled this much in a while um, <laughs> thank, so thank you thank you for having me yeah of course. Um, yeah i'm at i'm at any uh, social platform social media platform and instagram facebook and on twitter at rosa's reviews or and you can also find my work over at in their Only. Uh, you can go to in their own or just follow us over on instagram and twitter at in their Only. And again, thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, thank you again for coming on. And uh, I, I do also want to just support in their own league. I think that's an it's an amazing website and an amazing like coalition of women that you guys have over there. It's just uh, I, I really want to support that as much as possible. So I will provide all of those uh, Twitters and things to follow there too. You should absolutely follow them. Everybody there. The intro music for this episode is a piece called Work by Kevin McLeod, and you can find more of his work at Incompetech.com. If you'd like to keep up with this podcast and find out when we release new episodes, you can follow us on Twitter at MovieMarapod or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Movie That's Movie M-A-R-A pod. And you can always reach out to us at our email, MovieMarathonersPod at gmail.com. You can find more episodes of this podcast on Podbean at moviemarathoners.podbean.com. And we are, of course, also on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify. So please subscribe or write a review if you like what we're doing. And any feedback you have to help improve the podcast is always appreciated. So thank you all for listening, and we hope you'll join us again next time when we discuss something related to onward and maybe kind of a a pixar top five discussion still working out the details with that but very excited for onward and really excited to talk about pixar for that one so until then bye
1: coming up on five minute news i'm anthony davis